your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Eight nineteen, and uh, in the past, no matter what's been going on at home, no matter how fierce the criticism, President Pakane has always seemed to have foreign policy as an option. Now it looks like state affairs are going to be taken increasingly from her grasp if she manages even to hold on to her position at all with a new prime minister set to come in with greater powers and this at the same time as we uh, go into the US election and uh, an uncertain future perhaps for Seoul Washington relations let's bring in professor Charles Armstrong who specializes in Korean studies in the social sciences at Columbia University great to have you on the line nice to be with you so uh, we've got some media speculation here in Seoul suggesting that there are three factors colliding here. The, the turmoil politically in South Korea, the U.S. election, but then extra North Korean provocations, and that these all three together pose a threat to South Korea-U.S. ties. I mean, I would personally argue that North Korea ensures that they're bonded together, but I don't know what your view is on the matter. I doubt that uh, there's going to be a serious problem in U.S.-South Korean ties, but we would have had a tricky time anyway with the U.S. presidential election coming up in a week uh, and uh, Park Geun-hye being essentially a lame, duck, a lame duck for the rest of the year. So this is one of these kind of overlaps in the change of administration in South Korea and the U.S. where it's difficult to coordinate policy. But, of course, what's added to this is the scandal surrounding Che Sun chil which, which has severely uh, weakened Hakun has popularity and her authority to get things done. And in the midst of this, North Korea uh, preparing apparently for more provocations is going to make things difficult in the months ahead, for sure. Yeah, I mean, for those in Washington who've um, become comfortable with the idea of Park Geun-hye's support, I mean, this is a Park administration that has stood up to China in favor of the U.S., for example. Uh, it must be alarming now. It, it is concerning, I think, but the U.S. government has been very careful not to say very much about the current situation in South Korea. Uh, you, of course, all the attention, all the energy in this country right now are focused on our very strange and uh, in some ways embarrassing election campaign, which is itself unprecedented. So Americans certainly have no position to point to South Korea when it comes to odd political scandals. But... Um, I think that the relationship uh, between the U.S. And, and South Korea is still sound. I think that policy toward the North will bring the two together. But the uh, effect of, of the current situation on Park and his presidency is uh, troubling to many in Washington. To play out now a hypothetical possibility, uh, what if Donald Trump was to win the election and we were to have a, a left-leaning administration come into power next here in South Korea and also to steer affairs, to have a great influence over affairs uh, in the coming months. That would surely pose a, a great threat to the strength of, of Seoul-Washington relations. We, we've just seen what happened in the Philippines with uh, Rodrigo Duterte um, un undoing the strength of that relationship with the U.S. militarily. Well, we have had difficult times in the past. During the early Bush administration and the Noh Mo Hyun presidency in South Korea, the 
relations between the U.S. and the Republic of Korea were certainly very strained, when it, especially when it came to dealing with the North. Uh, I'm not sure, no one seems to know if, really what uh, President Trump will do in terms of foreign policy, but presumably he will take a more conservative line, but not necessarily a hawkish line. Indeed, some of the things Trump has been saying have suggested that he will be less uh, harsh on North Korea. So it, it's not uh, out of the question that a more progressive government in South Korea and a Trump presidency will actually have some common ground. I, I think we uh, we should be, in, if anything, more concerned about uh, Hillary Clinton presidency and uh, uh, a more left-leaning uh, government in South Korea, because I think there we might find uh, some gap between uh, the South Korean and the U.S. approaches toward North Korea. I think in any case, the difficulty over the next year or so is going to be coordinating policy toward the North as both countries go through this leadership transition. Well, it's an excellent point you make there, because, uh, of course, Donald Trump and uh, a left-leaning administration here might have one thing major in common in looking to maybe reduce military numbers here in South Korea. But do, can you just clarify for us, do, do U.S. presidents alone have that kind of power uh, to, to, to have that level of influence? If Donald Trump, for example, was in power and said, OK, we're going to not necessarily completely pull out, but reduce troop numbers in South Korea. Is that something within his grasp? Well, certainly a president could not do that unilaterally and right away, but the U.S. president does have considerable power in, in foreign policy and, and military matters, so uh, many things could be done uh, under executive authority of a president. I, I don't think it would come to that. I think that the alliance is too strong for any major change in the near future. Uh, but it's it's possible. Uh, Trump has suggested that he would like to re-examine many of the U.S. alliances, including NATO, including U.S. troops in Japan and South Korea. So I think there is a real possibility that there will be a change in the U.S. position in the in the Pacific if uh, if President Trump does in fact get elected. Um, now, as for the Clinton side of things and balance to look at that, uh, is it fair to view that as a, a continuation of where we're at now, or do you think there would be anything radically different? I think that Clinton, I suspect, would actually be more focused on Korea than the Obama administration has been. Most of the, of the last eight years uh, have seen uh, the U.S., not really very focused on Korean Peninsula issues, particularly North Korea. I th even though Hillary Clinton coined the term strategic patience uh, as uh, uh, an idea for U.S. policy toward the North, I would suspect that uh, uh, President Clinton, President Hillary Clinton, would be more hands-on when it comes to policy toward the Korean Peninsula, uh, uh, not least because her husband was the most active U.S. president uh, in getting better relations with North Korea. And in, in, indeed, there was a uh, intriguing WikiLeaks uh, report that suggested that some, at some point in the campaign, Bill Clinton suggests a dialogue with North Korea. So uh, given that Bill Clinton will be back in the White House, albeit not president, uh, it may be possible that a Clinton administration will take a more proactive policy of engagement, although, of course, Clinton also has, uh, Hillary, that is, has a, a very hawkish streak to her as well. And finally, on North Korea, I disagree with local analysis in that I think that North Korea will be the 
the, the glue that holds the US and South Korea together. That, and I think it's very obvious that um, North Korea's increasing provocations have uh, limited the uh, scope for opposition to um, missile defense, for example, that the opposition had in, in their court. I think that's right. I think that the, uh, the U.S.-South uh, Korean approach to North Korea will, will not be uh, severely damaged by the events going on right now, in, ter- in both, uh, both the scandal surrounding President Park and also the change of administration. I think that uh, U.S. and South Korea will, will present a united front if there are any uh, provoca- provocative acts from North Korea. So I don't think we have to worry about that. What we do have to keep an eye on, however, is what uh, the next administrations of both countries, uh, Republic of Korea and the U.S., will do in their approach to the North and whether they will continue to see eye to eye or whether we will have uh, differences of opinion as we've had a few times in the past. Yeah, indeed. Well, we've already had some noises behind the scenes about secretive talks or whether there should be a a pursuit of... uh, the extra six-party talks that you referred to there with Bill Clinton before. And, it I mean, either way, it's going to be fascinating. Not necessarily good, but fascinating. And uh, I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk to you about it again in the future, Professor Armstrong. You're very welcome. Yes, these have been two of the most interesting presidential election periods in e- for either country that I've ever seen. So, yeah, uh, indeed. It, it will Pro- keep people's interest, for sure. Yeah, Professor Charles Armstrong from Columbia University there. You can get in touch with us with your own thoughts on U.S.-South Korea ties. Right now, pound a sharp 1013 for 51 per message. You can find us free on Facebook as well. Search TBS EFM this morning there.